Welcome back to Going Deep with Brit English, another breakthrough conversation. We've got Ben Arnold in the studio today. He's uh, from the, a breath practitioner from Heart Breath, also a musician and uh, a heart magician. Yeah, I <laughs> Thanks like that. Thanks for coming down, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. So welcome, bro. So welcome. Mm. I wanted, wanted to touch in with you about um, how this journey unfolded for you in breath work and because I believe you were in mining before. Yeah, man. So yeah. I spent uh, over 12 years in mining. So I left school at a young age, kind of got forced out of school, pushed out of school. Um, you know, I, I didn't enjoy school, um, yeah. so I kind of, you know, was a bit of a rebel. And anyway, that process led me to get an apprenticeship as a, as a diesel mechanic. Okay. And to be honest, I never actually wanted to do that in the first place. Yeah. Did, you, did you actually um, leave high school early for that? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I did like a school apprenticeship link program where okay. they help you get an apprenticeship. But basically, they give you like five options, you know, mm. bricklaying, carpentry, mechanics. And I was like, oh, like mechanics seems pretty cool. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll choose that. Um, so I chose that. Um, and then I got an apprenticeship as a heavy duty diesel mechanic. And, you know, that left me feeling a range of different feelings. You know, I didn't really want to do it in the first place. Yeah. Um, so it left me feeling, you know, anxious and didn't really know how to express how I was feeling. Yeah, the kind um, of path you sort of can't get out of. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of just looked around me, what everyone else was doing in my life, to kind of like accept what was going on. Mm. And, you know, a lot of my friends and community at the time were just partying, drinking, taking drugs. Mm. Um, the colleagues I was working with had that kind of tough dude mentality. Yeah. Don't speak about your emotions. You're weak if you show your emotions. So I kind of just followed that path. Yeah, and that that you. led me into a pretty dark hole of mm. you know substance abuse, drinking heaps, partying, and selling drugs. Mm. Um, and then good money. Uh, hey, good money. Good money. Yeah. Nah. No. No. Nah, not really. I I kind of never made money from it. I just kind of sold to my friends. Oh, no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that led me getting beaten up in a nightclub. Oh wow. Um, and actually in, in, in Perth. In, nah, down south. Okay. Um, and actually had a spiritual awakening in the hospital bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was wild, man. I had this, um, I shared this story at, at my workshop about uh, I was lying in the hospital bed and mm. I, be, I was by myself and it was late at night and I began to have this somatic experience in my body. Um, because my nose was really busted up, I couldn't um, breathe in from my nose and out my mouth. Oh, wow. So I started to breathe in and out my mouth. Mm. Um, and I started to have this somatic experience in my body where I was like taken back to every single moment in time where I had suppressed my emotions with wow. alcohol and drugs. And after that experience, I realized that the only person that got me there was me. You know, mm. I could blame my parents, my teachers, you know, my colleagues, whatever. Yeah. But the only person that got me there was me. I chose True. to get there. And then from that day, I, just, that commi I made a commitment that night. Just like I never put myself in that situation again. Wow, so I went searching after that. And then, you know, when you go searching, you find what you're looking for. Seek and you shall find, right? Yeah. Wow. That, that's yeah. an incredible experience, man. Mm. In, in a hospital bed. Do you reckon it was got to do with the actual breath out of the mouth that was sort of enhancing your experience? It's sort of like a breathwork session in a way. Yeah, of course, man. I definitely I feel like the breath helped mm. in that process. But I think it was divinely, that situation was divinely placed. Yeah. Like, I think if I continued on that path, like I don't know who, where I would have been. Yeah. There's a little, you know, universe coming in and spirit mm. giving me a little exit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm. It's like almost like an NDE in a way. Mm. Um, how bad was the beatdown in that? 
Uh, it wasn't. It was just like, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty gnarly. Was it like a drug deal that just went wrong? No, nah, sort of I was thing? just, um, you know, I probably shouldn't have been doing what I was doing in, the, in that nightclub, mm. um, being someone else's place. True. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It happens, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember like the culture when I was um, 17, 18, 19. Even in high school, my, my parents were like, you either go to uni or you're getting a trade at like 15, 16 years old. I'm like, holy crap, I don't even know what the options are in uni. Mm-hmm. Self-doubt, I'm not smart enough to go to uni. Mm-hmm. So I had to go into a trade. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing, but didn't really enjoy it. Freaking hated it. Two years into the apprenticeship, I just wanted to went on out because you get yeah. paid like seven bucks an hour or something yeah, ridiculous yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Went into sales and just drugs alcohol mm-hmm. like chaos but mm-hmm. that was the the culture of the time was just drinking mm-hmm. and suppressing mm-hmm. so i feel you and um when you went seeking what were some of the some of the things that stood out to you the most that got you into um, i'm assuming music and breath work did you yeah. work under any people that did, what did you so what, how did that process come about to mm-hmm. find breath work for sure man so music has been a big part of my life you know mm. my dad uh, was an incredible drummer oh, so nice. from a young age you know i used to sit there and listen to him play music mm. Um, and I've always played music my whole life, so that's always been there. Um, but I actually started my health first because I, my health was in a pretty bad way. Yeah. Um, I ended up look, hooking up with a uh, health organisation mm-hmm. which had a network marketing model attached and a beautiful community. And going into that from where I was was just, that was really scary for me at the time because mm-hmm. I was just like, why are these people? I remember going to this, this conference in Perth and they, everyone was dancing in the beginning of this conference and they had Happy by Pharrell Williams on. Okay. And I was looking around and I was like, why the fuck is everyone so happy? Yeah. And it really like had a shift in me because I was like, fuck, people can actually, you can actually feel this happy. Mm. And that's how it started for me, man, was getting into fixing my health, being part around like-minded people yeah. who wanted to better themselves. And just this domino effect, you know, started reading personal development books, yeah. um, started opening up to, you know, leaving old friendships and leaving that community mm. that I was in that path before and meeting new people and then exploring, you know, step, doing cacao ceremonies and sound healing and just, nice. just this beautiful domino effect. Yeah. Um, and then I was introduced to breath work mm. and fucking blew my mind, eh? Like, yeah, breath work's pretty special. Yeah. I mean, what was your first breath work experience like? So my first actual breath work experience session was with two of my dear friends Lucas and Hella from Awaken Breathwork. Okay. Um, and we had this powerful, we did a breathwork session mm. workshop for about four hours. Oh wow. And I remember having this just euphoric feeling in my body and just there was so much hurt coming up and pain and physical pain. And then it felt like someone had got a needle and stuck it in my leg and I had this like huge light, bright energy flow into me. Wow. And it was like spirit started to communicate with me and mm. told me this is your medicine. You need, wow. to, you need to work of this medicine of the breath. Mm. And, and that's when I you know, received the, the guidance that I needed to become a practitioner. Damn, that's amazing. So mm. in, in your work, do you actually work alongside the spirit or are you guided intuitively or do they actually, are you sort of clairvoyant or clairaudient in a way? Yeah, I'm very intuitive, man. Um, mm. And over the, you know, like the past few years, four or five years, really diving deeper into that and, and tapping in. Wow. to more of my gifts and that is continuously evolved man um and that's why i, I like spending t- time on country and sitting on the land mm. um that's like my upgrade yeah. like when i go sit out in the land and nature mm. that's me recharging and it's me 
getting my upgrades as a, as a healer or as a practitioner. Yeah, whereabouts do you go normally for those upgrades? Yeah, so I always feel called to the North, man. The North mm. has a special place in my heart. And even when I was in mining, you know, cutting FIFO for a long time, getting on the bus to go to site from camp, I, I used to just watch out the window and just, there's always been that connection wow. there for me. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, something interesting, when I go out and sit on, on the land, I actually, I actually struggle coming back. It's like mm. when I'm out there, I feel one with everything, you know, one with the trees, the birds, the land. Mm. And when I come back to society, it's like fall back into that separation of like, I don't know, it's a weird. I, I understand the feeling because I, I often go down south quite a lot, it's like Denmark, my mm. river. I haven't, I've only been to like the Pinnacles a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I haven't really gone to the north properly, but I've heard so many stories about, you know, Karajini and up oh there man. and how intense <laughs> it is. And just, like, just things like land spirits and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which is a lot happening energetically. Um, but just going down south quite a lot, when I drive back like sort of past Mandra on the freeway, I can just feel like the stress creeping back up and the tension, even, yeah. just, even like somatically feeling it in my body and my jaw. I'm like, holy mm -hmm. crap, like, and if I'm with a friend or we're driving back, our conversation will change more stressful or just I was so aware of that change mm -hmm. coming into Perth I don't know what it is whether it's the collective energy mm -hmm. or whether it's like there's too much going on like electromagnetic lead power lines or 5g and stuff like yeah, that yeah man yeah but um you definitely feel like I think it's like safety it. bay road man that's like the yeah. when if you're going south you feel like the cords from the city disconnect from you yeah then when you're coming back in it's like yeah, I'm with you 100%. <laughs> I actually want to move to Denmark, to be honest. Oh, uh, nice. It's just a matter of finances mm -hmm. and making it work out mm -hmm. of the city. Mm -hmm. Adjustment period, obviously family and friends. But um, yeah, man, what are your thoughts on moving out of the city? Or do you have your work in the city and out of the city? Or how does it set, how does it set up for you? Yeah, so I kind of in a place in my life where I feel called to spread my medicine. Mm. You know, go to places where people aren't going. You know, I shared before when we chatted that, you know, up in, up, up in the north, there's not much work, this spiritual work and deep inner work for people yeah. up there. And I feel called as, as a human being, as, as spirit guides me to go to these places, mm. you know, because there's always going to be people in the cities and in, in Perth and other cities doing powerful work. True. And I, what about the people that outside in these towns that don't have access to it, mm. especially in the mining communities in the north that, you know, I've had plenty of time to be in that space before yeah. like they're hurting you know and they need this work more than ever mm. we all this work is needed more in the world more than ever than right now but especially in these places where yeah. they don't have access to it yeah. um so that's where i'm feeling called at the moment is to go and spread the medicine to places where people need it most and that's amazing it's good yeah. to sort of go back in to those places like into the system so to speak and help those people in need because a lot of people are doing the breathwork and workshops are just doing it to the same community, mm -hmm. you know, which is great. But the people who can't sort of make it, as you said, mm -hmm. they're sort of really in need for it. Mm -hmm. Have you had much experiences working with the guys up north or on, on those mining sites? Um, not particularly on the sites, but yeah. last year I um, went back to, I did a heart breath, my first heart breath WA tour. Wow. Um, so I went Perth, Margaret River, um, Carafa, wow. and then back to Perth. I did two in Carafa. And now it was it was incredible, man. Like um, I had some friends up there who helped me get up there, and just the people in Karafa just absolutely loved it because wow. they had never really been exposed or experienced mm. anything like that. Um, and then I decided to go back again last year, but this time going to Newman. 
yeah. um, and into Grafa. And this time I drove, so last time I flew, but this okay. time I drove, so I got to experience the driving um, right. and spending time in beautiful places like Karajini. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and going to Newman was, was a spin out because I spent a lot of time working mm. in Newman um, in my mining career. Sure. And that's just, a, it was just, I just felt challenged as a practitioner because I'm in this new place mm. where I'm not around any of my normal people, community, people that are inter interested in this work, have access to this work. Yeah. So it's really just like, okay, like I'm here to really serve people. Mm. And, and I kind of left mining from a place of I'm fucking done. Yeah. I'm done with this, this, this kind of life. I'm done with these kind of people. Mm. So going back was actually really healing for me because I was able to let go of those judgments I had about those people who are choosing to be in mining, mm. who are choosing to work in that environment, who are choosing to be in that system. Yeah. Um, is, is it really sort of that bad when you're on site? Like how stressful and draining is it? And what are the, what are the systems like that sort of keep people sort of in a way trapped mm -hmm. in that lifestyle? I think people get trapped because of the, the incredible pay package that mm. people get access to. And people get trapped in what that money can do for them yeah. and not really creating a plan to step out of it. Yeah, and sense. I think it really comes down to people not having a connection to self. Mm. You know, and True. it's hardcore, man. Like, to going away from your family, especially people with family and kids, you know, going away mm. from your family for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever that's your swing is, like that, you, you're coming separate from mm. your normal life and the long yeah. hours, 12 and a half hour days, heavy labor, mm. um, it, it really, yeah, messes people up. And the culture there, how is like the culture with the bosses and management and things like that? Uh, you know, I think it's different each site. Yeah. It's very different each site. You know, I, I've, been, I've been able to go back I've been able to go back in my time. In the last mm. two years, I've been able to go back to mining yeah. um, to support me financially. Mm. Um, you know, the last two years, it, it's been tough for people during the, you know, this, this time. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've recently been gone back and I've actually been, re I was really surprised by how nice and friendly the people were and mm. how healing it was for me. Um, so that created a new perspective for me because I was stuck at the same place for a long time, like mm. three, four years. Yeah. So you kind of get enmeshed in that, mm. in the politics, in the drama, in the, the way you're going to the same place all the time. And that didn't serve me because I like to move around. I like to yeah. be that free spirit. I yeah. like to be locked in. 100%. So um, like you're going back now on your own terms, yeah. in your own work, for your own, for your own self, that's in alignment with your, your soul. And to build relationships. Yeah. And to, they're just, I've seen now people who are in that industry or, want to work in that industry um, are just other human beings who need a job, yeah. who want a job, who are doing the best they can with what they have. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's not what I'd love to be doing. Yeah. But when I was up there, I was setting intentions of like, how can I make impact on someone's day to day? Mm. Each morning I'd make intentions in my breathwork practice and those intentions would come true. I'd have an amazing yeah. day and I'd end up having a conversation with someone that would lead into something of them having a realization or me having a realization. Beautiful. That's just, that's a beautiful gift that we can give someone each day. Mm. Um, Would you say it's your intention that made that happen? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Intention's powerful. Um, and I think when you do set an intention, it kind of, 
puts it out to the universe to, to make that happen mm. or spirit. Um, and yeah, I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So um, how, how do you how do you work with spirit, and how do they sort of contact you? The sort of practices you do to enhance that intuitive faculty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have a really interesting relationship with spirit and my yeah. guides. They're quite comical. Yeah. Um, so I kind of communicate them. With, I kind of communicate with them in a really interesting way, mm. where they talk to me, I talk to them, and then they kind of like lead me down the right path, but also help me. Let, like, don't give me all the answers. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of communicate like we're communicating mm, um, intuitively wow. and it's, I think each person has a unique way to tap into their intuition. Mm. You know, I feel some people see, uh, hear conversations or yeah. see things or um, just see colours or just, mm. I think every person should or does have a unique way of communication. Of communication. Yeah. Um, nice. And what, what's your primary way of communication with them? Is it just tuning their in. audience or is it a thought form sort of mm. transaction? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a conversation. Um, wow. But then sometimes spirit will like bring me a bird or like mm. show me a sign in an interesting way. Um, I love spending time in the ocean. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the ocean. Beautiful. Um, and that really, anything around water, like mm. I, just, I just froth. It, it, Beautiful, it, it yeah. really it's very cleansing and healing, mm-hmm. eh? Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you with, um, with your guys when you're chatting with them, is it, can you hear their voice like with tonality and pitch and that sort of stuff or is it just like, just like thoughts, the same way you recognise your own thought? It's, 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 sometimes it's my thoughts, like sometimes it's me talking to me, yeah. um, but sometimes it's them. Yeah. Yeah. And can, how do you tell the distinct difference between your thoughts and their thoughts? Oh, they sound different. Do they sound different? Yeah, the so energy is, is like tonality or Yeah, well, I usually see, like, uh, I, I don't usually see things in this physical realm, yeah. uh, but when I close my eyes, I can... I can see. Oh, so wow. it's kind of like I, I have a picture of what they kind of look like. Oh, wow. So, so they you can actually see their face as you're talking to them? Yeah, I can see their, like, their, their, their kind of form. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And is that form like a light? Is it humanish, or does it change depending on the conversation? Depends on the conversation, but mostly humanish, man. They're like really like, um, sometimes I think it's my ancestors too. Like it's, wow. it's interesting. It happens so different all the time. And, and when I'm working with someone as well, like, their ancestors or their guides and, their, and mm. spirit will come and communicate to me in their guide form oh well wow. to to give me guidance of what they are needing um that's really interesting hey yeah i met a few people like um who had a similar gift to you and they're normally very very rare very far few between have that mm-hmm. ability because i work with my guides but at the moment when we do communicate i need to see the light or the, the light of the, the very crux of their being, mm-hmm. not the actual whole outline, unless I'm very deep in meditation, I can get a face mm. very vaguely through if mm-hmm. I really focus. And when it's uh, communicating with thought, their thoughts to be so similar to my thoughts with no tonality, no mm. quirkiness behind it. It's like, okay, I really have to pull apart the differences. Yeah, that'd be challenging, them. hey? It's very challenging, yeah, because I was like, I talk to myself, like, no, that's definitely there because there's a different impact to it. Yeah. But if it's just like in day to day, I can get the thought or idea. But I need, I need to go very deep with meditation. I need to be very regimented with my diet and health. My channel improves. Mm-hmm. But um, it's very, yeah. I just find that so interesting that you have that ability to, it's very beautiful. beautiful yeah, they, have, they're yeah. really comical, man. They'll yeah. like mess with me really? just to like have a laugh sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when, that's you know, your, when, that's, you know. That's your ancestors for sure. Yeah. You know, when you've, you know, you've fallen into some unconscious patterns and behaviours like we all do, right? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't matter how enlightened you are or 
how deep down, how much work you've done, yeah. you still fall into that, you know, sometimes in that unconscious 100%. stuff, yeah. man. And, um, and when I have fallen into that, that would just kind of like mm. giggle or just laugh, being like, come on, man. Yeah, you're back in the same place. We're here last week. Like, come on. Yeah, like. that's awesome, man. Because I do believe that true spirit have always have an amazing sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just like kind of lame or whatever, but it's this, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's a very healthy sign that you're on the, you're talking to the right beings. Yeah, man, and they always have our back. You know, like that's we're always so protected. Yeah. Even when it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, true. When when things are fucked up and you're in your shit and. You're feeling dark and mm. everything in your world's crumbling. It's kind of like, I always just remember that mm. spirit has my back. You know, yeah. I will never get dealt something that I can't handle. True. That's a very, that's a very good, good point. Mm. I think no soul's given a burden they can't bear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your opinion or experience with um, psychedelic drugs or anything of that nature? Mm-hmm. Is it... Um, should it be used as medicine or should it be used as tools? Like, what's, what are your thoughts on... Oh, both, man. Like, yeah. it, plants are powerful, man. Like, mm. I've had experiences of plant medicine um, with mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, I've sat grandmother spirit. Um, and, yeah, they both have impacted my life massively. Wow. Um, it, it's something that I still want to dive deeper into. Yeah. Especially, you know, seeing more of grandmother and... What's, what's, um, what's grandmother? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you do that in Australia or did you go to South America for that? I have sat in Australia. Um, okay. I, I kind of was... Um, Is that down south? No, not, oh, not in WA, yeah, in the East Coast. <laughs> okay. um, I was... It kind of fell in my lap. Mm. That experience fell in my lap. I was kind of going... Guided. Yeah, I was going for a uh, relationship breakup at the time mm. and it kind of just... It was, I was a, it was a conjunction with a men's initiation retreat over East... Um, and part of that experience was sitting uh, an ayahuasca journey wow. within that. And uh, yeah, it just kind of fell in my lap. And mm. I was always a bit, you know, like we chatted before, like a dear friend of mine who had sat a lot of um, plant medicine in, in the jungle and, and been initiated and, and done a lot of time over there. Spending mm. a lot of time with him was really, uh, showed me that it was really important to, to go over there and experience it. Yeah. Um, and I deeply desire to, like that I feel called to. To go to South America. To South America, uh, yeah. What do you mean by initiated? Because I'm not familiar with what does initiation entail? Yeah, so initiation is any, uh, I believe initiation is when you've, you're moving from, you're transitioning into something mm. um, from where you've been. Okay. So traditionally, uh, initiation, that word initiation is from uh, the transition from boy, girl to man, woman. Okay. So, you know, in the tribe, tribal indigenous mm. um, cultures, they go through a rite of passage or initiation okay. from being a boy or girl into stepping into adulthood. That makes sense. To, yeah. to man or woman. Mm. Um, and part of that process is the initiation process, which is a, a, a ritual to, mm. uh, to show that rite of passage. Yeah. Um, and is that generally with like shamans or ancient indigenous? Yeah, yeah, within Tribes those cultures, like yeah, wow. yeah, so indigenous cultures. That's cool. And that's something that we are lacking in this modern society. Mm. And I'm actually really passionate about this subject too, because yeah. I have spent time doing this work with the youth, helping mm. them transition into adulthood. Wow. And it is lacking, you know, the, the initiation I went through was have a few fucking beers and have a few ekis. Like that was, the, you know, like that's yeah. the, the modern, 
you know, you go to levers and you get absolutely smashed at 17, 18. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, and that's the initiation that's in this Western modern world. Yeah. So far from, you know, back in the day, if you're in a tribe, you'd have to go and hunt a lion or you'd have to go and do some sort of uh, journey that was going to fucking challenge you mentally, mm. spiritually and physically. I think it's like a some in some tribe, I think I don't remember where it was, but it was um, Native American or somewhere around there. If your kid was 16, they'd make him spend like a couple nights out on their own mm -hmm. in the wilderness and mm -hmm. something like that, to, and then survive it and then become a man. Like yeah. That's pretty treacherous. Like, Oh man, there's heaps of wild stuff. There's these yeah. gloves you put in um, where there's like a million ants, fire ants, and you have to put your hands in these gloves. Um, there's one, I think it's in, wow. I think it's South America, somewhere in South America where they, um, for a woman to transition, a girl to transition into a woman, mm. um, they make a dance for 24 hours in front of the community. So she has yeah. to dance for 24 hours. That's like, whoa, physically taxing. Yeah. But the whole community gets to witness this girl transition into womanhood. So mm. she's held and seen by her community and yeah. loved by her community and then, you know, transitioned. Wow, I um, went down for 24 hours. Yeah, there's a famous African proverb. If we don't teach our young boys how to become men, mm. they will come down and burn the village to feel the heat. Mm. And I think that's just powerful, you know, if we don't show them the way, then they're yeah. going to use their power to destroy. And mm. so it's what we're seeing in society with, True. with, you know, young men or, you know, getting into sense. drugs, alcohol, All the energy that's being channeled and dispense with, or even mm -hmm. anger and rage and that sort of stuff that's not being channeled. Mm -hmm. I had a guy on the show um, talking about his addiction problem with alcohol, mm. where he had um, experienced a bad relationship with this woman who was, turns out, slightly schizophrenic, um, who did some weird episodes with him. He was suppressed that he got PTSD from it, started drinking heavily, and uh, one time he just blacked out from alcohol. He broke into a shop in the city and just destroyed the whole thing. Whoa. And then he, he didn't, he's a big guy, like huge. And he just, he, he became like fully awakened during this episode. He's like, holy crap, what the fuck have I just done? And he just literally laid on the floor with his hands behind his back waiting for the cops to come and arrest him. Damn. Um, yeah, then going through That's AA. Intense, man. But he was just saying that there was, when he drinks, so much rage comes up. Mm -hmm. And um, he was laying on, on his bed, I think, um, just giving up on life. And then he experienced this white light just lighting him up from the inside out and he, he thought it was god and ever since then he's just been clean three four years clean of alcohol and changed his whole changed his whole life around but he's just sort of saying that coming from he was from england originally and coming in into australia all of it is just alcohol drinking suppressing the emotions and those emotions are going to come out some way or another and how many times have we seen people in the nightclubs getting into fights or one one punches or domestic abuse or whatever like there's all these weird manifestations of rage and mm -hmm. resentment that, that are showing up, which I believe that's why your work is so important because mm -hmm. in those breath workshops or in your breath work events, what can people expect and what have you seen that happens yeah. in these sessions? <gasps> yeah, man, I've, I've experienced, I've, see, I've held a lot, you know, yeah. um, and it's all different to each person and, and where they're at in their life and yeah. what's going on in their body. Like there's so much we store in our body, you know, when we experience traumatic events or any sort of mm -hmm. event where our, our body goes into a contraction, um, we take on those experiences. And, we st yeah. and, the, and the body is so intelligent and smart that it, it takes it on to keep you alive during that event. Wow. Um, so that gets stored in the nervous system, in the body. 
um, different places in, in your fascias, different places in your mind and memory and consciousness. Wow. And, you know, the breath activates unruly states of consciousness, which gives us access to those different parts of our body and different parts of our consciousness. Wow. So it just all depends on what the, what the person is going through. You know, I've, I've held space with people who are just processing a lot of grief and sadness mm. from, you know, maybe a relationship ending or <clears throat> stuff they've experienced in their childhood um, or someone's just a lot of rage. And it, the crazy thing is that mm. we never, you never really know what's going to come up. Yeah. in a breath journey it's, the, it's just kind of like you just got to be open and surrender to whatever comes up and and mm. when we and we have to let go of that control of what's going to come up you know yeah. we can have these powerful intentions to deal with something that happened in your childhood but that actually might be a couple layers deep you know yeah. we're like an onion you peel one layer off and there's another there yeah that might be a couple down you know and you might have mm. to work through some other stuff first to get to that yeah root cause and and how, how do you hold that space mm -hmm. for a cruise of people and also energetically but also physically if people start to, I don't know, do they move around or yell or yeah. maybe go so deep you can't get them back out? Like what, how does it, what, are there some stories that you've sort of seen in how to hold that space? Yeah, so it's a really great question, man. Uh, when I started getting into this work, I always felt this desire to like help people and I've mm -hmm. always felt that within me. Um, and just the... I, it's, people ask me this question all the time, like, what do you mm. do when someone's going through a huge cathartic experience where they're expressing rage? Mm. I kind of just go into this, I just really in my genius. I'm really mm. in my, in, as a healer, like I'm here, I really feel that I'm here to be a healer in this lifetime. You know, if we all lived in the community, like in the tribal days, I, I would be the, the healer in, in the community. Mm. Um, so that's my gift. Yeah. Um, so when I'm in that space, that's what I step into. It, it kind of just, that's what happens like people ask me this question all the time like yeah. how do you cause like i'm quite gifted shamanically as well with my hands mm. my hands are really powerful hands um and i kind of just i just step out of the mind i step out of being in control i step yeah. out of even i kind of step into this powerful mm. being um and i always just know what to do mm. It's just like a knowing within me, you know, and yeah. I have obviously been trained in breath work. So I do have that deep knowledge of what is going on in someone's body. And, yeah. but I think the true gift of whatever gift you have and when you're, when you're doing that gift, mm. what you are or who you are in that moment is purely that. Yeah. Um, and that's with anything really, you know? Yeah. So when things just happen, you know what to do intuitively. Do you yeah. believe that sort of spirit guiding you or that's your embodying your higher self or you're sort of stepping into, I don't know, like work mode for some people or just... Yeah, mode? spirit, man. Spirit working yeah. through me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before my workshop, I, I set a shamanic container mm -hmm. energetically as well and, and, and I set intentions within that for people yeah. and that creates that safety container and doesn't allow anything else in to, yeah. to come in. Um, Is that a process of visualisation for you? Yeah, it's yeah, like I go through this this ritual practice that that mm. um that I that's come intuitively for me mm. that I that I create. Yeah. Oh wow! So yes. All downloaded. All downloaded. Yeah. That's all. That's amazing. Yeah. And what are some of the best ways you can do to, even just in the home or, um, when you're out in public, to protect your own energy mm -hmm. just from whatever it may be? Yeah. Do you have any sure. advice on that? Yeah, I'm really sensitive, man. So yeah. I like I feel fucking everything. Mm. You know, like. Um, even in my astrology chart, I'm like everything water. Yeah. So like, 
I feel a lot and I know a lot of people are sensitive too. Mm. Um, so it's always a check-in process for me. Okay. And I really sit with, is going to that event or is me going to this place actually serving me in this moment? And, mm. and if I get a no and then I go do it, I'll get there and I will then energetically just feel absolutely drained. Pay the price, yeah. Yeah, um, so I, to answer your question, I like to just set my energy field up. You know, it's kind mm. of just like, if I'm going somewhere where I know there's gonna be a lot of people or that it's a new place, I kind of just set the intention of just imagine there's white light around me. Mm. Um, and, and is that like translucent or like solid in your visualization? It's interesting, I don't really go that, like, yeah. I don't really sit that, it, I just kind of just naturally, naturally happens. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think for me, personally, uh, when I'm deeply connected to my heart, mm. like I'm in, in my heart, my heart is open, yeah. that has a natural effect. Beautiful, okay. But if I'm in an environment where I'm not, mm. where my heart feels closed, or I actually don't want to be there, or I'm doing it out of obligation, mm. that then, I think deeply impacts how yeah. I'm experiencing that situation or environment. Yeah, love that, love that. Yeah. I'm just sort of analyzing everything. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna take that battery quickly. No worries, man. Here, and I'll jump back into it. Sweet. Sweet, man. Awesome. <laughs> I was just thinking then, um, when you were changing, changing the battery, was uh, for people that, you know, need tools and resources around um, helping them feel more, you know, protected when they're out there. There's so many cool stuff, you know, you can wear crystals, you can mm. have different oils with you. Um, okay. And I think each person should dive into what that is for them. Mm. I'm really about empowering people into what is most aligned for them. True. Because there's so, there's so many tools and resources out there in the world, you know. Mm. You can do breath work, you can go do plant medicine, you can go do ta tantra work. Yeah. Um, but sneeze, man. Oh, oh no, yeah. it's gone. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just on the crust, bay. Yeah. Crusp, crisp, crusp, crusp. Yeah, cusp on the cusp, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many things out there that mm. you can do that can help you, and yeah. I think it all gets to the same place. But I feel like it's just about you finding your alignment with that. Yeah, because everyone's slightly different, eh? Mm -hmm. Like I got a friend who just reacts crystals so well. He can just grab one, and he's like, "Whoa, I can feel the whole thing." Mm -hmm. Working with him, um, for me, like. I work with amethyst. Beautiful. The other crystal that I actually pick up, I'm like, whoa, I feel the effect right in my head. Mm -hmm. Whether that's placebo or not, but I genuinely feel it. Um, no other crystals really gives me, gives me an effect for whatever reason, but my friend is just so into it. But going back to the, um, the white light thing, mm. visualizing it around you, I was having experiences where at certain times in the night, at certain occasions, I could actually see spirit. Yep. Usually um, darker, shadowy spirits. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on different ways to sort of push them out of my room, mm -hmm. <laughs> or push them away from me. And um, all the time I used to use prayer, I used to use Jesus, and I used to use my guides to call them in. 
But um, I went to this healing lady and she was like, well, if you actually send them love, like intention of love, that they, you can actually see the effect of love on it mm -hmm. or on the being. Usually like, they actually step back, like mm -hmm. what the hell, because it's so repulsive to their natural mm -hmm. state of being. Um, or they get aggressive, they don't like it. Mm -hmm. But I was using this field of, of light around me, which didn't work. But then she's like, well, visualize this light solid, solid mm. gold. And I did it solid, like really, like a wall, and just push, 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 push. And literally, it literally pushed it out of the room. Yeah, wow. And I was like, holy crap, like that's really, really Powerful, interesting. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I only get that in sleep state. So if I'm out and about, I can't see spirit or, or hear them unless I'm really deep. And I was like, are there anything that, that you've done in your life to help you did this gift amplify at any stage in your life, whether it's through after a certain ceremony, after a certain practice, mm -hmm. or was it just natural for you? Well, it ha happened in a natural occurrence for me. Yeah. Um, something just to go back a little bit, something that I do a lot is, because I feel really connected to water, mm. is I imagine um, even people that I'm around, like if I know that someone's going through, you know, hardship or a hard time, or mm. I just imagine that there's a gold, white, uh, waterfall washing over them. Oh wow! And that has a really powerful effect on me. Like imagining water—you imagine you're standing under a gold waterfall, and just that energy mm. flow of the water moving through you washes away anything that's not not serving yeah. you. Yeah. So that can be a really great tool for people. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to what you shared around was it has it been a natural occurrence for me? It has. Mm. Uh, but I think, oh, I feel sorry is that it is developed over deepening a connection to myself. Mm. Like removing, moving through the stuff that's been, happened in my life that stopped me from fully being tapped into my gifts, you know, True. past traumas or past experiences. Mm. Moving through that myself in my own healing work yeah. then leaves you more connected to your heart. You know, yeah. More connected to your spirit and soul. Um, Beautiful. And then, yeah, I do have another practice that I do helps me tune into my genius and yeah. my greatness um, can be really powerful yeah and it's something that I'm uh, in the process of bringing to the world beautiful um, is that the heart magic it's heart with heart magic yeah okay, could you give us a little bit of a, a quick taste to see what's what's coming yeah so like I was sharing before you know doing this deep healing work you know processing past emotions past traumas you know doing the, the, the healing work and it's powerful mm. But I feel that people get stuck in trauma loops. They get stuck in healing loops. Mm. You know, doing healing work, going to another workshop, doing another workshop, doing yeah. another workshop. Getting caught up in that cycle of, of really thinking they need to heal more, heal more, heal more. Mm. And it puts yourself into a healing crisis. It does. Um, and you start to believe that something wrong with you, that you need to do more healing. Mm. And I, I feel what is a gateway for that or a bridge for that is Cool, amazing, do the deep healing work, but what are you creating? What would you love to create from this new place, from this new awareness, mm. from this new open heart, from this new place that you've stepped into from doing the healing work? What would you love to create? What would you love to be doing? What would you love to be experiencing? And, and that's what heart magic is about, is, is helping people move from re-anchoring them into their heart space, re-anchoring them to what they would love. And, and de-anchoring them from, you know, the past, the pain, suffering. And I, I kind of just, I kind of see it as like, imagine there's a ship 
out in the ocean and the seas are rough. And for some reason, this ship is anchored there. It's got all the anchors in. Mm. And it's just copping these waves. And those waves of stuff you've experienced in your life and stuff that you've been through and stuff that is controlling your life and impacting your life. And the stuff we do in Heart Magic is about let's pull up those anchors, let them go, move out of those stormy seas and anchor in a beautiful harbour mm. or anchor in a beautiful place that is what your heart truly would love to be experiencing beautiful. and doing. Um, I love that, man. Yeah. I've had this very similar thoughts of myself when I'm just going through workshop to workshop to workshop, different healing modalities. And it's just like, well, the more I'm looking for issues and traumas, the more I'm finding it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's got me in this spin-out. Because mm -hmm. before I got into this full-fledged into the healing community, I was a lot more proactive in what mm -hmm. I was doing. But then I realized I've healed so much, and I've got to be proactive again. But just finding that balance between healing work and creating mm -hmm. is a struggle for me. For sure, man. And when yeah. you are creating, you're like doing your your true nature and purpose. Mm. You know, I really believe that we've all come here in this lifetime to, for a purpose, yeah. um, to experience life, to experience um, what our heart really truly wants, wants to desires or truly yeah. wants to follow. Um, and I, I think, you know, I feel sorry when we go into those healing crises, those healing loops, we actually don't get to experience this world. We're actually not experiencing this the, the, the fruits of this, this place. We're not experiencing, it's not functional, it's not healthy. It's yeah. like, you're constantly just like not, just- Chasing your own tail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So with heart magic, mm. how will, how will a, a workshop, what, what will someone expect from like an event from you in that space? Will yeah, it be like so half healing, half creative or just? So heart, heart magic is a curriculum. So it's okay. a curriculum for people who are healing curriculum under the, the banner of creative healing. Wow, creative healing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that came through through spirit. And, you know, I've been very honoured and lucky to work with some incredible mentors, mm. um, especially in the alchemy space. Nice. Um, you know, turning turning the lead to gold is is what alchemy is about, right? In the mm. in, in that in that form. But the lead is your structures, your past traumas, your beliefs, the definitions, meanings you've created from stuff you've experienced in your life. Yeah. It's about moving through that and turning it to gold. Mm. And the gold is your heart. It's like turning yeah. the shit to gold. Mm. Uh, well, that's like the most dense, heaviest material to the most beautiful electroconductive metal in the world, right? Mm -hmm. mm. It's just about stepping out of that lower and stepping into the higher mm. and, and acknowledging all parts of that. You know, it's, you know, step one is awareness, mm. and then step two is like stop doing that. You know, stop, for, yeah. you know, stop putting energy into those past behaviors or patterns or mm. giving that power. Yeah, it's like when we give something power, it's like that then for, reinforces whatever you're putting the power into. That's true. And if you're yeah. putting power into that, you're not beliefs around you're not good enough or you don't belong. You know, that's one I really struggle with is I don't belong. Mm. And if you're putting, can you just putting power into that, you're just gonna keep experiencing that in your world. True. It's gonna keep reinforcing. You yeah. keep finding evidence that you don't belong, that mm. you're not good enough. And it's like, fucking stop that. Mm. Put the power into your heart. True. Well, what do you think the heart exactly is? 
<laughs> That's a beautiful question, man. No one has ever asked me that question before. Yeah. Besides the mechanical well, pump, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I feel like the heart is the bridge to to our soul. Mm. And our heart is the bridge to who we truly are. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's inc it's incredible, man. Like it is, it, yeah. being connected to your heart and, and being open in your heart is such a unique experience. Mm. And even with when you are experiencing pain too, you know, I've recently been going through something and and uh, the liberation and the freedom when you truly allow yourself to feel what's on your heart, even if it is grief or sadness or joy or pleasure, like that is liberation, that is freedom. Yeah. And, and without the attachment of what it means, you know, when we experience something and it brings up sadness, allow yourself to feel the sadness, mm. but don't attach to what it means about you. Just because you're sad doesn't mean you're weak. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. We're always looking for different meanings, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's money with the books like Man's Search for Meaning, how we always try to find meaning, justifications out of everything. Mm -hmm. And some of the times we just, as you said, you don't need to find a meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then it creates story. Yeah. And then we get caught up in the story. Mm. And then we all love story. Yeah. Because it's exciting. And then we go down the story. And then mm. we play out the story. True. And then reinforce the story. And it's just a continuous loop. loop. But Tra trauma loop, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you one. What are your practices you do on a, on a daily basis and mm -hmm. also obviously on a weekly basis as well, just for yourself and your own mm -hmm. sort of alignment? Yeah, so I have a daily breathwork practice yeah. um, that, that I guide myself through. What type of breathwork is that? So um, I use nostril breathing, okay. which activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which mm -hmm. is actually a really nourishing rest and digest breath. Um, and then some days when I feel like I need to really charge up or I've got stuff coming up, mm -hmm. I'll do some open mouth breathing, okay. which activates the sympathetic. And is that the rebirthing? process breath uh, it's just conscious connected breathing um, so there's no gap between the inhale uh, the inhale and exhale yeah so it's a continuous flow mm. um, and I like to breathe into the belly and yep. then into my heart space so it's a two-part belly first heart okay yep. yeah um, so I do a practice each morning mm. a breath practice I like to really start my days off really slow mm. and gentle uh, so I do that you know gentle breath um, and then I do a, a process where um, I do my choices, so um, these choices are linked to, to my genius and my, my greatness and what I am creating in my life, what I'd love to be creating, okay. similar to that process that I was sharing before about heart magic. Yeah. Um, so I, I create, I ch ch do those choices um, which help set up, set up me energetically mm. to what I'm stepping into or what I'm creating. Okay, cool. Um, and then, yeah, I usually drink cacao. Oh, nice. Every hard. morning? No, every, uh, lately, yeah, every yeah, morning. Okay. Um, beautiful way. Uh, yeah, and then I like to spend time in nature. So mm. uh, if that's a bush walk or lately it's been swimming in the ocean. Nice, um, in the winter. In the winter, man. Wow. It's like every day been going it's invigorating. in. Invigorating. It's, it's so good, man. It's yeah. so good for the soul and mm. the body. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, mm. lo I love that, bro. I was doing, um, you know, 6, 6 a.m. dip. That was obviously... Um, summer, spring, when winter came mm. along. I still try to do the cold shower at least three or four times a week. <laughs> just started doing it just recently. And it just changes my day, man. I find mm. I have more energy. 
I don't lose yeah. my shit as much, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. But um, you know when you don't should, do it, yeah. eh? Like I, I know when you know I haven't done my practice fully. Mm. I, I can see that throughout the, throughout the day. Yeah, I see that impact. I get a bit late, uh, a little bit lazy, mm-hmm. and my willpower drops a little bit. Mm. Which, I, which is what I've noticed, but what I don't notice could be bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, can we say some things that you've experienced, right, that are the most profound experiences that you've had, either with breath work or dreams, or something that's just sort of stood out to you as like a, a really, they call it an ego death or a huge redirection? Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like I go... Hospital's one of them. Hospital's one of them. Um, I feel like I experience these all the time. Oh, wow. And as a practitioner or a healer, the work never stops. You know, you don't get to a place where you're d- done. You don't get to a place where, okay, I've looked at all my shit. Mm. And the more, that you, the more that I develop as a human being in my own inner work and as a practitioner, yeah. I'm always going to be getting upgraded mm. so then I can hold more. True. You know, I, I, always, I always believe that I will never hold someone through something that I have never experienced. And it's true. People that come to my workshops and, and, and do one-on-one sessions with me and work with me, I have been through what they've, what's coming up for them. Not the exact situation, but the same feeling, the same yeah. exp- like root cause emotion or whatever is going on. That makes sense. Um, so I feel like I'm always getting continuously upgraded and fucking initiated. And especially at the yeah. moment, I've just stepped into my satin return. Um, and it's been wild, man. Like it's, it's, it's well, what, what does um, Saturn represent or symbolize in general and also for you? Um, it's interesting because I actually don't know much about astrology. Yeah. Um, I've just been, I just know that Saturn return is a huge awakening for people. Mm. That, that at 28, when you go for this huge transition in your life. Where, mm. uh, but I feel like that's been happening for the last six years. True. Okay. So it's kind of... Yeah. Well, do you know that each planet has its own either masculine or feminine energy with an energy attached to it? And mm-hmm. Saturn is a very strong masculine energy, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Similar like Mars, like the war planet. Mm. Saturn's pretty powerful. It's got the hexagram on it as well. You seen mm-hmm. that on the um, north and yet. south poles? Like, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. intense planet. But yeah, I definitely feel like I'm going for a huge initiation. You know, mm. um, like I shared a little bit about heart magic and yeah. what that entails. You know, that that entails a power, powerful part yeah. of version of me and okay. you know i feel like for that to then be birthed into the world mm. i have to then go through that experience um of the medicine of that work yeah. and i have to go through that to then be solid within that um something that i really value is integrity mm. and and i won't put something out if i don't feel like i am fully aligned with it or True. embodied with it like I actually put out a, a, a workshop early this year and after I put it out, I realized that it wasn't aligned. So I, I, I put out on social media that I'm pulling down the event because of that feeling. Wow. And, and I think that's something that, yeah, I really values, you know, like I'm not gonna mm, put very something important. out. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, um, I, yeah, that's a very cool thing. I mean, amazing thing to do so far in integrity is to pull that event down and then mm-hmm. admit to it. Yeah. But I had a really powerful experience with heart breath. Okay. So uh, I was, uh, I woke up one day feeling really just like lost, you know, mm-hmm. like fuck, I've done breathwork practitioner training, 
all this work, spent you know all my income that I earned from mining into myself and mm. my growth, and and I still felt lost. I was like, I still, still don't, I don't know where I am. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a breathwork journey with myself. And it's something that I do weekly. I hold myself through my own wow. breathwork journey, and also see other practitioners and other mm. mentors as well that help me. Uh, but usually I do one a week. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hold myself through one. Nice. And at this point, I was still in mining. I was still um, working in the mines, FIFO. Um, mm. But at this point, I was doing a, a job share roster, which allowed me to have more time off. So I set some intentions for this session to uh, get some guidance around what's next for me. Mm. Like, ask spirit. I was like, spirit, deliver me what's, what's here for me. Like, yeah. sh- give it to me all. Like, I, I want to go deep. Mm. And I was like, okay. And that's how funny me and spirit talk. It's kind of like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, love it. So I started to do the breathwork journey and I began to have another very powerful somatic experience like I had in the hospital. And I had this entity, well, I kind of associated with entity at the time come Mm. to me. And um, it was in the in the form of a of a of the feminine, of of a woman, of, of a female. Okay. And she came to me. And she started to communicate with me like mm. we are right now. Like a light, bright entity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Form, form, female form. Oh, wow. Um, and couldn't see her face, but it, it was clearly a, a female yeah. uh, representation or a feminine. Must be very bright then if you couldn't see the face. Was it just light? You could see glowing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was intense. Um, and, 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 and her heart was really, really open. It was like I could get exposed to all of it. Mm. And anyway, she started to communicate with me and she's like, so it was just so funny, hey? She was like, hey. I was like, hey. She's like, oh, my name's Heart Breath. And I was like, Heart Breath. Heart Breath. And I was like, oh, whoa. Like, and she's like, I've come to, I've come coming to you to bring this to the world. Wow. And this is who I am. And this is what you're going to be doing. So I was kind of in and out of this process, somatic experience um, for a while. Um, so I was journaling, writing stuff down, what she was telling me, going back in, writing down more, writing down more. And she just started to just tell me everything. This wow. is what it's going to look like. These are the people that are going to be helping you. Um, my partner at the time was a really big part of that. Wow. Um, really big why and reason to, to push that. Mm. Um, and yeah, this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to, do, you're going to go back to mining and impact these people. Like, showed me and told me everything. Like, showed me That's amazing, bro. every wow. single thing that yeah. was going to go down. And it has happened. Mm. No word of lie. Everything she told me has happened. Wow. Yeah. The full-on awakening. Yeah. Right? And when you're doing the breath work and you're sort of going back into it and coming back out of it, mm. when you were coming back out of it, which her, would her form disappear? So you had to do the breath to go back into it to see her again? I just closed my eyes. It's kind of the oh, whole okay. experience was... In, like internal, but yeah, and 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 then and then she would, um, and then she would, then I'd lay down, yeah. and I'd start, I'd sit up to write, and then I'd lay down, and then I would go through. She would mm. work on me. Wow. So she was delivering me heart breath, or heart yeah. breath was working through me, mm. he, healing my stuff, yeah, giving me an embodied experience. Mm. So the stuff that she took me through, yeah, is what I do in my workshop. So wow. everything that she put me through is what I guide people through. Wow. So when people come to my workshop, heart breath, I yeah. call in her and that 
it's not like I've just formulated it from what I think people should do. It's, it's yeah. come through from her. That's amazing. Um, and yeah. she gave me that embodied experience first. Wow. So then I can embody it to then do yeah. it for others. And, and you're going on a tour with this around? I am going on another tour, man. I'm doing a Northwest tour. Okay. Um, and I'm embarking uh, week after next. Oh, wow. On Heart Breath? Heart Breath, yep. Oh, wow. This is brand new. Are you doing yeah. any in Perth? Um, I did a workshop last month in Perth. Yeah. Um, but I'm not doing one here in Perth. This interesting thing, I think we were talking about it a bit before about how I feel called to deliver medicine to people that need it. Mm. Heart, breath, spirit has made that really clear yeah. and really obvious to me. Mm. Uh, in the past month or half, I've, I've really tried to put out, well, I have, I've put out a Perth event um, mm. for this Sunday, actually, this um, Sunday. for Heart, breath this Sunday. What time? Um, it was meant to be having at 10 a.m. Okay. Um, so I put this, I launched this tour about um, three, four weeks ago. Yep. And that event's been up for ages. And I have a, quite a big following in Perth yep. from my workshops I've done. Mm. But the thing is, no one has bought a ticket. Wow. Um, there's been no traction around it. Mm. And I sat with it and Spirit was like, yeah, it's because your medicine, your medicine, your heart, and my work is getting called elsewhere. Up north. Up north. And wow. it's making it really obvious for me to leave. Like I feel like in the past few weeks, spirit has made it real, like really obvious for me to hit the road. Mm. I, I felt quite resistant about it, yeah. Um, because I feel like it's going to be really powerful, yeah. Not just for the people, but for myself and my own time in the land. That's interesting. Um, and and these things happen in my life all the time where spirit will make it really obvious that it's time to move on or it's time to do something different. Yeah. And it will do that by pulling everything away from me mm. by crumbling my world doesn't, yeah. so that I'm bare it doesn't, and it's just me yeah. and my rawness. It does a very similar thing to me as well, actually, when it's time to move on. Like, I don't know whether it's just my ego doesn't want to change, it doesn't want to grow, or the resistance is so strong to where you need to go. But I had these, um, these books that I was given to read about like spirituality and mediumship, mm. and I just kept them in my drawer and I never read them for years, like four years. I had such a massive resistance to reading them, and I started reading them, my whole life changed. Mm -hmm. But I was like, why was I resisting it for so long? Mm. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost like you're resisting the move up north, which is a, such a powerful, strong calling to mm -hmm. divinity speaking to you. What, what is that resistance, and why is it there? That you know, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, and I, I nearly messaged a friend to say, hey, can I, can I share something with you? I have, I have a friend that we share quite, mm. we, we support each other a lot. Mm. Um, she's trained in the same work as me, and, 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 and I was sitting with her, and what was coming up was, uh, I'm actually really scared. Mm. Uh, not so scared about delivering the powerful work. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, there's, so there's an element of uncomfortableness, unknown for me. Um, I feel like I've been quite comfortable yeah. in the past year or so in, in Perth, like really comfortable within myself, in my relationships, within my community, within my work. Mm. And I feel this tour, going to places where it's needed most and that people are struggling hard, is going to challenge me as a practitioner. It's gonna challenge me as a, as a healer. It's gonna challenge me as a, yeah, as a being. Yeah. And there's always that kind of bit before you're about to go on any sort of journey, if that's traveling, or if that's uh, healing work, or whatever it is, there's always that like, 
between that space between where it's kind of like, mm. oh, it's a bit unknown. Yeah. I don't know what's going to go down. Um, Are you going on your own? I'm going on my own, yeah. It's mm. a um, big thing to do, man. Yeah. That's um, a massive journey too. Have you thought of having like, um, like a, a partner in the business at all or does it have to be solo? Uh, it's, I was, yeah, always felt connected solo. I've had people come, I have people that come support me yeah. um, that are in my community that are trained as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, the, the spirit of heart breath and has been quite clear about what that looks like. You're going solo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's actually, you know, like I shared that, that it's going to be really powerful for me being in time in the land. Mm. But it, something that I've been really doing is removing myself from it. This is actually about the people. Yeah. This is actually about delivering this work for people that need it that are desiring it that because once we remove that attachment of ourself it just makes flow i feel like that makes room for everything else to happen yeah that's like pure love cross consciousness in a way mm -hmm. where you sort of sacrifice yourself completely in the service to to others mm -hmm. which is the most powerful thing you'll ever do which you'll be rewarded i would imagine immensely for that not that it's about the rewards but that's just how things will unfold for sure i think the yeah. reward is spending time on the land Mm. And, and that the upgrades that's going to give to my music and yeah. to my own journey. But the main thing that I'm focusing on the end result is mm. for the people. Yeah. And not in a way that's sacrificing my own energy or sacrificing myself in that way of mm. I'm jeopardizing, you know, I'm sacrificing my own physical and emotional and spiritual health. No, it's more of a I'm doing this because that's what I'm here to do. True. Like that's the soul's calling and mm. just got to keep following that. Beautiful. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> that's wild, man. It's, yeah. yeah. It is wild. So next week this is going on, next month? Uh, no, next uh, I leave on the... Um, so I've actually pushed it back a week. Yep. Um, so I was meant to be leaving next Thursday. So yep. I'm leaving the Thursday after. Okay. So what towns are you hitting up? So I'm doing Geraldton, um, Carnarvon, Exmouth. I'm doing a mining town called Panamonica. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to Carafa, Port Hedland, Broome. Mm. And then after Broome, I'm going back down um, where I'll be doing um, Newman, okay. Tom Price, back to Panna. And then I'll be parking up in the wow. Pilbara for a little while and running some um, programs. And I feel like where I'm moving is creating sustainability for people. Yeah. You know, you can come and do a powerful workshop and lead that experience. And I feel like maybe 25% of people actually go out and make change and embody that new mm. version they've stepped into. Yeah. And I think other people just fall back into old ways. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's because there isn't enough things for people to step into after. Mm. Enough integration, enough other work for them to learn deeper practices, mm. have that space be held for them. Um, so I really want to go up there. My intention is to go up there and, and facilitate powerful work, mm. but give them the tools and resources and empower them to be able to hold themselves and hold each other. Yeah. Because, you know, I can't always be there. And I, I don't want to ever guide, you know, hold something where people rely on me. Mm. I want to give them the tools and the resources and these powerful practices that yeah. can they can embody and they can bring into their own life. 
wow. um, so they can help others, their family, their kids, their mm. partners. Um, Beautiful, man. Because that 25% will go out and make big changes. The other one may have a few more cycles to go. Mm -hmm. Or you never know, like the stuff that they could download or practice in giving advice to their kids or friends or family, just this trickle effect, it just yeah. keeps on growing. You never know the impact you have on someone. Yeah. Never know, eh? Yeah, you don't, know. Eh? That's beautiful, bro. I'm, I'm really um, excited to uh, mm. stay connected with you and hear about your work and what goes on. Thanks, man. I'd love to join one of your heart breath um, sessions or workshops, yeah. but I'd imagine I'd have to drive up north to experience it, which I don't mind because I, I want an excuse to go up north now. Yeah, beautiful, man. You know? Um, um, I will be definitely coming, definitely coming back to Perth and yeah. be running a big one when I get back um, okay. so I can keep you posted and cool. for the Perth community as well and um, mm. yeah. That's amazing bro, mm. I, I love that. Hey. Is, is there like a, a question that you wish people would ask you? Question. Something you wish to share that sort of mm. when it comes to your work and the magic that you do? You know, it's just interesting, in, in my workshop, um, I, always, I always say, like, it's open for questions, and, mm. and, um, and usually people don't really ask questions. And, but I love questions because it can unpack and go into different, you know, people get to share what's going on for them and then you get to answer it in a way that specifically helps them. But I think when someone answers a question and then you help them uh, with it, it actually is medicine for other people. Yeah. So I don't think there's a particular question that people would ever ask me, uh, but I always love just talking about, yeah. you know, this work and this, this life. Um, mm. I feel like, and you would have experienced this before, you get to a point where you're like, there's no go, going back. Like once you have moved into this new place of awareness of there is more to life mm. than what I've been experiencing for most of my life, there is no going back to that. Yeah. I think you get to this line where you're like, whoa, I've crossed it. Yeah. And that, there's no, I can't go back there. That's true. I think, I think there, um, there is going back a great, great consequence to your soul. Mm -hmm. Because um, those who have wisdom and knowledge have less free will. Because the path becomes so clear. But if you deny mm -hmm. it, you know that you're denying it. Mm -hmm. And that's a greater sin, to use a buzzword that people don't like, but it's true. Mm -hmm. You act against your own soul, you're hindering your own spiritual progress, which is a huge price to pay. Mm -hmm. you know? So I understand that line, and like I've crossed the line, and there's been times where I'm like, whoa, this is like overwhelming. Yep. What do I do with this? I've got to change my whole entire existence. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, I waste a lot of time, I procrastinate, and have this fear. Heading into my next question is, what was your greatest obstacle in the becoming of who you are now? And mm -hmm. um, what do you think fear really is and how to conquer it? Three-part question, mm. if you can unpack yeah. that. I mean, it's a tough one. <laughs> Biggest obstacle. Was letting go of who I think I am. Mm. And who I should be. And what was that story that you were telling yourself of who you were? That I have to be, you know, someone that everyone likes. That I have mm. to be this person. That I have to make everyone happy. That I have to be a certain way, that I have to do a certain job. Mm. Uh, and when I was able to let that go and really truly see myself and my own heart, mm. was just like fucking life changing. Because then it's like, no matter where I go, if I'm not, if I don't want to be in that situation, then I'll, I'll, I'll choose not to be in that situation, you know? Happens all the time, like with, when, with doing stuff, I, I'm like, 
actually, I want to go do this now, and I'm going to go do that. Where before, I'd just be, I'd just accept that that's what we're doing with mm. the people that I'm with or where, where we are, and accept yeah. those conditions um, and not choose something different. Um, yeah. and, and, and into fear, it's an interesting one, fear. Because this is the ego trying to play us fucking games. Mm. It's just bringing up all the shit to see which you're going to choose. Are you going to choose to be in a lower vibration or a higher vibration? Are you going to choose to be in a victim orientation or a creator orientation? Are you going to choose mm. to be in your pain or are you going to choose to be in your joy? In, 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 the, in the higher or are you going to choose to be in your ego or are you going to choose to be in your heart? Mm. Um, and that's fucking hard. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, it's, it's easily said than done, you know, it's what we've been talking mm. about. To embody it is another whole step. Um, yeah. But to, to quiet the ego, it's a, it's a, it's a fair challenge. It's, 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 um, it's mental, man, to be honest. Like, uh, I think about the biggest fear for me was um, public speaking. Mm. That was just terrifying for me to, to do that. And um, one of my friends was doing stand-up comedy, and I've always, always written down my jokes and I like, wanted to do stand-up comedy, and like, I just avoided it for so long. And then I finally did it. But like beforehand, I was like on the stage, I was cold, like freezing mm. cold, shivering, even though I wasn't, it wasn't meant to be that cold. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's a full <laughs> like episode. So I finally go on the stage and my hand is like shaking. Mm. Deliver the, all the jokes I meant to deliver, I got a really good round of applause, like ovation, probably the best of the night, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got off the stage and I was fucking hot, like sweating. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. Like, I have no idea, like, was that like anxiety, fear, or some block that was sort of in my body, but I just could not wrap my head around what the hell just happened. Mm -hmm. As far as the, the shivering and the, the heat, and this is like something was stored in my body that was blocking me from public speaking or talking or doing my gifts or just acting in the world in any, in any sense of, of the word. Um, do you know is it a place where fear or anxiety or these things are actually stored in the body or is it just a, a belief system. Like, what do you think that was that happened to me on that, that mm. day? Yeah, a lot was coming through when you were speaking then. Uh, there's, there's a lot to this, what I'm about to say, mm. is that I feel like fear can often sometimes be showing us what our gift is. Mm. Like when we feel fearful about something, it can actually be showing us that's what we need to lean into. Mm. But fear can also be triggered by, uh, uh, if you're in a, like a really, um, situation where your fight and flight responses have activated because mm -hmm. you know, say someone's trying to attack you, you're going to go into fear and, yeah. you, and, and your fight and flight responses are going to, or freeze are going to be activated. Mm -hmm. Your stress response is going to be activated and you're going to either do either those, fight, flight or freeze. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think every situation is different and I think it's about really identifying what's actually coming up and what environment you're in. Mm. Um, and I feel like the, the, the emotions of fear, like a, I think it's called fear means false emotions appearing real. False evidence appearing real. False, 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 false evidence. Yeah, false evidence false 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 yeah. Emotions, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, uh, fear can bring up different emotions, mm. grief, sadness, anger, rage. Those definitely are strong on the body. Yeah. And I think it's about identifying, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that fear come up right now. I'm feeling whatever that is. Mm. 
I'm not going to attach to what that means, but I'm, I'm going I'm to feel it. I'm going to identify it. I'm going to maybe check out what's, why is it coming up? Mm. And then going into, okay, that's grief. I'm feeling fearful about leaning into this new relationship because mm. of the grief that I experienced in my last heartbreak. Mm. Or uh, there's anger coming up. I feel anger because of what something happened in the past. Mm. Um, I, I think it, when anything comes up, it's bringing something up from the past. Yeah. That's been triggered. Wow. And that, yeah. Mm. So I, I found, well, from what I've heard, is breathwork is hugely powerful for that. Mm -hmm. I think I had um, Jake Loretta on here. Oh, beautiful man. Ago. Yeah, I know Jake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what well. he was saying was just like, wow. Like, and now your story as well. Like, you guys do a, a similar work, but I can see from different angles, mm -hmm. you know? But um, yeah, breathwork is powerful for releasing those layers off and mm -hmm. on and off. And I also haven't committed to the challenge of doing one breathwork a day for 21 days was what he told me to do. Nice. I haven't even done one. Yeah. <laughs> but I really want to do it. Yeah, man. Um, it's powerful. Or beside the breathwork, the only other thing would be that using what you learn from breathwork and those, those things that come through the downloads or the mm -hmm. bits of advice and then applying them in the world no matter how much fear you feel mm -hmm. is the only way to generally move move through it. Mm -hmm. Out of all the things that I've seen and done, it's yeah, breath work and conscious living. Mm -hmm. It's the only way, only way through. I've experienced other things like um, you've got like journaling or cacao or psychedelics, but sometimes what, what you get from psychedelics is very hard to integrate and apply oh, yeah. into your life. And it can be so subtle that you don't really know. Mm -hmm. But with breath work, I find it's, it's very powerful and impactful mm -hmm. and you don't sort of forget. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're experiencing it. You know, yeah. uh, the breathwork I'm trained in, it's all about trauma release. Mm. And to fully process trauma uh, out of the nervous system or out of the body, to let it fully go and process it, mm. to, to complete a, a um, trauma loop. So when we experience a traumatic event, we re-experience it, the body then gets activated into a stress response, which is a, which is a fight, flight or freeze. Mm. Um, then what usually happens is we then stop that process. And that process gets stopped because we aren't taught the tools and resources at a young age how to move through mm. when something traumatic or any sort of event contracts us. Yeah. We just shut it down. We're taught mm. to just suppress. We're taught to just let it go. We're support. We're, we're taught to just, come on, mate. Yeah. Don't cry. Stop crying. Mm. So when we're a kid and we're, we're experiencing something and then we get told to stop crying, mm. we stop that experience. And whatever that traumatic event or whatever that experience is happening, when it gets stopped, the body then takes it on. It stores it somewhere. Wow. And it stores it to keep you alive and whatever's going on in that moment and functional. Mm. What the breath does, we then go back to those moments in time and we experience them presently with softness, with love, and it takes presence to do that. Mm. And we complete that loop by processing it. And when we've processed it, it's out of the body. It's wow. no longer controlling your life. It's done. It's out. It's gone. Mm. And that's the powerful thing. You get to actually experience it physically and also see the physical result of it not impacting your life anymore wow. because it's being processed. All from the breath. All from the breath. That's amazing. Um, so that's how we deal with trauma. Mm -hmm. What about fight or flight in the present? Like you're just going experience you're out and about in your day, fight, flight or freeze comes up. Mm -hmm. How do we combat that, move through it, or even 
How do we get through that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> with the breath too, or with yeah. self-regulation processes, mm. which is you can do breathing, you can shake, you can tap your body, you can do so mm. many, so you can go and... The, the first thing to do is to remove yourself from that situation, yeah. if you can. Okay. Um, remove yourself from that situation. Go somewhere where it's quiet. Mm. Um, if you need a primal scream, you need to yell, yeah. you need to shake your body, you know, if you ever watch a, you know, the best way I can describe it is imagine a gazelle's, a gazelle's running through the plain of Africa mm. and it's getting chased by a lion and mm. lucky for the gazelle, it gets away. Yeah. The first thing the gazelle will do, it will shake its body. Yeah. It will move through all those flight and flight responses activated. Videos, hey? yeah. Shake the leg or whatever and then just go about the day. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, that, you know, doing practices like that mm. um, and, you know, for people that are in, you know, harmful situations mm. that, you know, remove yourself from a situation yeah. and, and deal with it later. Yeah. You know, reaching on support systems. Mm. That's a big one, man. I think it's a big one for people because people feel shame about asking for help. Mm. I know I have in my life. Yeah. I can do it myself. I don't need mm. you to help me. It's just like, fuck, no, actually, I need someone to hold me. And as a practitioner, too, yeah. it's a big thing in a practitioner world. It's, well, I'm a practitioner, I can hold myself. Yeah. It's like, nah, man, everyone needs to be held. Yeah. Who, who, who sort of heals the healers? Sorry? Who heals the healers? Well, that's, this is kind of what I'm saying, is that they mm. need mentors and they need people to hold them, too. Mm. And, you know, in indigenous cultures, they do that quite well. Well. Um, and I think in modern society we do as well. It's been my community, like, mm. you know, there's some really close friends of mine who are in this work mm. and we lean on each other deeply because it's, it's just what, what you do. Yeah. And making that normal, normalising this shit, normalising this work, normalising people feeling, normalising people allowing themselves to do this without judgement and shame. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. All right, man. I think mean, that's a wrap, dude. That was Whoa. fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah, man. Appreciate your time, Thanks man. Thanks so much, Appreciate bro. You, dude. Um, how long was that? Uh, hour, and, hour and 20? Whoa, man. Went deep, hey. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, um, mm. Is that your first podcast that you've done? No, nah, I've done a few, but not that length. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Quite, quite short? Yeah. I've done shorter ones. Um, and I've actually done my own podcast before. did two oh, episodes. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Um, then I stopped. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I loved it, man. Yeah, awesome, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you. Um, I really enjoy it, actually. I find myself just getting down these. It's right. kind of we hit a few different subjects. Yeah, that's awesome that you get into that sort of uh, free flow mm. going here. And I, I found that doing different times of the day, it, it changes the mm -hmm. conversation as well. Especially with myself, for some reason, in in the mornings, I'm still sort of like because before you came in and did like hour meditation. Mm sort of really spacey and airy. Mm -hmm. So I find it hard to articulate exactly precisely what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And in the afternoons, I can, I can activate it differently. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird how my mind yeah, works. Yeah, I like the more like just going with what's coming up. Yeah. I love that kind of, just, the in just where the energy's going. Beautiful. I had a cacao before I came as well, so it's pretty nice. pretty hyped up, eh? Yeah. Actually, one more question, mm. while the cameras are still rolling, whether we can put it on or not, is um, well, what do you think um, anxiety and depression is from your experience um, and also how to combat that in a way that's sort of like in a corporate setting if you're at work something happens that you've got an anxiety spikes up is there any little breath techniques that you, you know you can do that you can activate mm -hmm. quickly while you're on the go yep. without sort of shaking in a boardroom yeah, maybe? yeah <laughs> man I just had deja vu Did that's you? absolutely wild um, oh, nice. yeah there's you know 
breathing techniques, you know, if you're in a room full of people, uh, uh, you can just do some like gentle inhales and exhales. Mm. Is that just through the nose or yeah, nose in, and the mouth? In, in through the nose, out the mouth. Okay, yeah. You can do it silently, man. You can do it. No one even knows people think you're taking a breath. Well, if you don't want to make a lot of noise, it's in and out of the nose. Um, you can mm. do alternative, alternative breath work. You yep. actually like in, like block one nose, breathe in, hold on the top, and then switch, and then breathe out, nice. and do some breath holds. Um, you can put like something that I do is like this really helps. I put my hand under my my legs. I, I, I do that without even knowing that I'm doing it or why I'm doing it. Like if I at school or whatever, I just work with my hands like that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to do? Warm up my hands, or I, I just find it really comforting. Yeah. Um, and then if you can put your hand on your belly. If you can put your yeah. hand on your belly, because your anxiety usually comes from your belly. Oh, wow. It usually comes from this place of... Is that the sacral chakra? Or yeah, just yeah, because like gut rent anxiety is just like that contraction, man. Yeah. And it's, it's, especially if you're in a room where you can't you know, go into any of those deeper practices, mm. it's just put your hand there. And this is you know, close to your power center as well. Cool. Where you can really ground yourself. Um, and depression... I think that depression or I feel depression is really influenced from what is going on in your body. Like mm. our body tells us everything that we need to know. Yeah. And if, you, if you're fucking holding a lot and you're allowing, not allowing yourself to let it go, yeah. or if you've got a lot on going on in your life, you're holding it for your family, whatever it is, mm. like that's weighing you down. Like you've got the backpack on and you've got all the rocks in it. You sort of hit the ceiling. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotta... Like, take those rocks out, man. Like, mm. let go of the backpack. And uh, Jim Carrey, you know, I really love Jim Carrey. And mm. I've seen a video recently. I, I saw it a couple of times over the last year and um, last few years. And he's like, depression, depression is the universe slapping you in the face mm. and telling you to stop being the person that you're not. True. And to remove the mask mm. and to stop playing the character. Yeah, it's a big one for me. 